We have our first trailer for Deadpool and Wolverine, and plus, Gina strikes back. She's back in the news with a lawsuit against Disney. These two subjects and more in this edition, episode 345 of Geekville Radio. Geekville Radio. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, Geeks and Geek S. This is Seth, a.k.a. Zandrax, the mayor of Geekville and the host of Geekville Radio. Coming at you with episode 345, almost like a counting number there. This is episode 345 in your hymnals. You can find the show notes at geekvilleradio.com slash 345. So we'll get right into it. Our top story is going to be on the one lone single Marvel MCU movie. That will be here in the year of our Lord, 2024. The official title has changed. At one point, we thought it just might be called Deadpool 3, but it is going to be called Deadpool and Wolverine. And if you've been living under a rock or in some sort of variant universe, this is the movie that will apparently bridge the gap between the X-Men universe that we previously saw in the last 25 years that had all the X-Men movies, the Deadpool movies, It'll incorporate Deadpool into the MCU as we know it. And, of course, anybody that has seen the movies or read Deadpool comics knows that he has the ability to know that he is in a comic franchise movie, so he's able to have those jokes along the way. This movie trailer made its debut the weekend of uh, some sports event. I, I don't know. I was busy looking at all the pictures of superb owls over that weekend, but there, I guess there was some sports event that happened over the weekend. And so we, we like any other geek site, uh, starved for clicks, we're going to dive in to see what we can analyze and see what we'll get angry over uh, if we turn out to be wrong. Now, the trailer opens with a montage of Wade Wilson, a.k.a. Deadpool, who's having his birthday party with his friends and family. Obviously, people like Shatterstar and Yukio and Negasonic and all all those characters that have died and been brought back and such. But then he gets confronted by the TVA. And we, we know the TVA from the two seasons of Loki. These are the people that try to keep the timeline coherent, keep the timeline clean. And after getting grabbed by the TVA, he is presumably sent into other variant timelines, presumably to save them, possibly even save the sacred timeline. Because who better to save a sacred timeline than Deadpool? I'm sure we'll be able to add in cameos from variant timelines. I I would not be surprised if we get some other X-Men cameos. We may even get some Deadpool variants, which that could be interesting as well. But I'll put together this like it's going to be a really fun retcon that will likely set the stages for Phases 5 and 6 of the MCU. Because I believe this is considered Phase 5 now. Now, a few things... We've noticed, and again, you can see links to the screen caps here at geekvilleradio.com slash 345. We do have a new TVA agent that recruits Wade. We are not getting Mobius, so no Owen Wilson this time around. I guess the big question will be, will Deadpool ask where the hell Owen Wilson is? I actually kind of expect that to happen now. Think about it. Mobius M. Mobius, and we all know what the M stands for. And Mobius and Mobius. 
Another thing we may notice is the TVA apparently already has a Deadpool suit handy for Deadpool, complete with a comics-accurate belt buckle. Pretty sure Deadpool is going to love that. And when you look at some of these shots, because it's really kind of a bunch of quick-hit moments like a lot of these teaser trailers, you don't quite get a in-depth feeling of what's going on. It's almost just kind of a montage of individual action scenes. I guess what we've kind of come to expect. But one thing that caught my eye is we, when you look at some of the videos that we quickly see in the TVA, where they somehow have these tube screen TVs that are showing MCU movies in it, it's all Captain America stuff. It looks like it's mainly from Winter Soldier and possibly some Civil War stuff where he's saluting Cap. We also see him in full Deadpool getup going through a fancy dinner type thing. My hunch, based on how they're setting this up, you do see from the back somebody in a white suit and looks like he's got, at first glance might be horns, but I think upon closer look, you can just tell it's hair. They don't show who this person is, but I teased this in the, the, the written examining of this trailer that that is actually Patch, and Patch is an alternate identity, an alter ego of Wolverine. He doesn't wear the Wolverine suit. He puts on an eye patch, pretends to only have one eye, and he meets with the criminal underworld. He usually does that in Madripoor. And we already know that Madripoor exists in the MCU because we saw it in Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's where we got that viral gif of Baron Zemo dancing. I think people like made like hour-long versions of it. But yeah, that, that was Madripoor. That's the same place. Now, whether this will be going on the same time as Falcon and Winter Soldier remains to be seen. I don't think it will. It doesn't necessarily have to. I do think, though... Given what we saw in Endgame with the heroes going back and kind of playing the background of stuff that happened in the previous movies, that we're going to get Deadpool's version of this. And obviously with Deadpool's ability to break the fourth wall, he'll probably be able to recognize fully that this is also channeling Back to the Future 2, where they went back and reenacted stuff from the previous movies. Like, for instance, we see him fighting some TVA agents in a snow-covered forest. Now, there's two possibilities of what could be going on here. One is that it is in the setting of Age of Ultron, because you may remember there's a big fight at the beginning of that where that takes place in a snow-covered forest. I would also put it out there, especially given the crashed car and a crashed tree trunk, that may be a nod to the original X-Men movie from 2000. Because remember, right after Wolverine and Rogue get introduced, they get jumped by Sabretooth and saved by Cyclops and Storm. That set does look a bit similar. Now, it's, there's probably differences. I think that might have been at night when that happened, and this looks to be in the, the middle of the day. But there, that would also make sense, because the X-Men movies supposedly take place in the same universe as the Deadpool movies and the X-Men movies. That, that's always kind of been implied. We also see Deadpool jumping around doing his gun gymnastics, whatever you want to call it, where he does his fancy flipping around shooting guns. You do see what is definitely a destroyed 20th Century Fox logo behind him. So 
that opens up all sorts of gags right there. This likely means Deadpool will find himself, I think, in the void. That's probably the best bet here because it lo- just looks like a giant quarry with a bunch of stuff falling around in it. So it means it's either the void or it's the set of just about every Doctor Who episode during the 1980s. But we did see the void in the first season of Loki. For those who might not have seen Loki or need some refreshing, there was that area called the void where pruned variants go to get discarded. They're discarded in the void, I think is a better way of putting it. It's basically a giant trash compactor for alternate variants. They set they set the, the variant stuff there, and they eventually get consumed by Eliath, this giant smoke monster, smog monster, whatever you want to call it. So I think we are going to see some nods to other movies in the MCU, other stuff in the X-Men universe, and obviously we will see seeds play, planted for the big meeting of the next Avengers movie, because the, the rumor has it, we've, we've talked about this a couple times before, that Kang is going to be completely removed from future Marvel projects based on what happened with Jonathan Majors in real life. And the rumor has been that they will simply have Dr. Doom take his spot. Now, Dr. Doom presumably is going to show up anyway, because one of the next Avengers movies is listed as being Secret Wars. We talked about Secret Wars a couple episodes back, about that being stuff that not only starred Doctor Doom heavily, but streamlined continuity a few years back, where they made all the other universes, such as the Ultimate Universe, the 616, and made Battle World, and then there was one continuity after that, and hence why we have Peter Parker and Miles Morales in the same universe. One thing I will throw out there quickly here, because I've seen some speculation out there that you see one hooded figure carrying a gun that people are somehow thinking might be Dr. Doom in some capacity. I really don't think that for a second. Now, maybe it's a minion that's loyal to Dr. Doom. I suppose that's possible because people do notice the colors that he's wearing. But I don't think that's Dr. Doom himself because he's holding a gun. When do you ever see Dr. Doom use guns? He's got super-powered armor that's got all sorts of gadgets, and he doesn't need to carry a gun. But that's just me. I have seen that if you look closely near the end, you do see a Secret Wars comic with Doctor Doom on the cover. If you look closely in one of the spots where Deadpool's laying on the ground, I think it's after he got smacked into the 20th Century Fox logo. And the trailer ends with a shadowed figure standing over Deadpool, you see the claws come out, and for the briefest of seconds, you do see Wolverine come out in his classic yellow and blue outfit that he had in the 70s and also had in the animated series. I sometimes feel like uh, a lone wolf or a minority here. I always preferred the brown and orange look that he had in the 80s. I just think that outfit looked better. I don't know how many yellow and blue Wolverines there are out there in real life, but I just liked the color pattern of the brown and orange better. So what does this all mean? We've known for a while that Wolverine was going to play a substantial part in this film, given we saw the leaked photos of the two together on the set, and that led to some other internet jokes that made Wolverine look like a foot shorter to accurately match his height in the comics. But now it looks like we may be getting more than one version of Wolverine, Logan, Patch, however you want to word it. Because if we're getting Patch... That's probably from a different area or a different variant than the classic 
yellow and blue suit Wolverine. And we did get a hint at the brown and orange costume at the end of the Wolverine, the one that was done before Logan, which I think James Mangold also directed. The one that had the, the loose adaption of the Chris Claremont, Frank Miller story from the mid-80s. But I think it is a pretty safe bet. The TVA will recruit Deadpool to try to clean up other timelines. They say he's special. This could be a nod to his mutant healing abilities because he's effectively immortal. You can't kill him. So if he dies, they don't have to worry about trying to grab him back again if he dies. But they could just simply be referring to his ability to break the fourth wall and recognize that he is a character in one universe of many. I mean, after all, he did go back and kill his own variant from X-Men Origins Wolverine. I think we'll also see some other Easter eggs and gags from other past X-Men movies. Like I said, Deadpool doing his own version of Endgame, going back, changing timelines, make, making the Back to the Future 2 jokes. Now, will we see these other movie variants? Could we see that the entire X-Men movie series got tossed in the void? Could that be the case? Or could it be the other way around? Things may not be going well and Deadpool gets tossed into the void where he has to find a way out on his own. My hunch is it's going to be the latter. I think something's going to go wrong. Deadpool's going to get tossed into the void. Kind of similar like what happened with Loki and Sylvie. He's going to have to find a way out. He and Wolverine are going to team up, find their way out of the void, and then continue their retcon and their journey into the MCU, which I'm pretty sure is going to end with them realizing, ah, yes, we finally did it. We're in the MCU. We, we've saved everything. And we'll probably end with a commercial for upcoming Phase 5 and 6 projects. But that that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I could be right. We'll find out come July when Deadpool hits theaters. Definitely want to know what you folks think. GeekvilleRadio.com. You can find us there. You can find us on social media at Geekville Radio on Twitter slash X on Instagram and at Facebook. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll dive into some real-world news about Gina Carano and her lawsuit with Disney. This is Geekville Radio, and we'll be right back. Attention all time lords and ladies. This message is being sent by Lady President Romana and the High Council of Gallifrey. Geekville Radio presents Examining the Doctor. Join Mark and Seth as they bring their signature blend of knowledge and humor about everybody's favorite time lord, the Doctor. From Hartnell to Whitaker, Examining the Doctor provides episode commentaries for favorite and not-so-favorite Doctor Who stories. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, GeekvilleRadio.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, we've all heard about Gina Carano getting fired from The Mandalorian back in 2021. We've all heard the stories. I don't think I need to go too much into that. And much like what we said back in 2021 when we talked about this, if you're looking for any kind of political rant or any sort of uh, side being taken or at least attempting to be taken here, uh, I, I, tried, I, I tried to keep Geekville Radio neutral when it comes to political issues do try to stick to the facts and things like that. Obviously, I have my own views, which may come out every now and then, but you're never going to see Geekville Radio take an active side in situations like this. Now, that being said, Gina Carano is back in the news. She has come up with a lawsuit against Disney. This will be backed financially by Elon Musk. But I couldn't help but notice the introduction to this lawsuit. I'm going to get one of the other 
Geekville Radio staff to read this. Hope you enjoy it here, and then I'll give my analysis afterwards. A short time ago, in a galaxy not so far away, defendants made it clear that only one orthodoxy in thought, speech, or action was acceptable in their empire, and that those who dared to question or failed to fully comply would not be tolerated. And so it was with Carano. After two highly acclaimed seasons on The Mandalorian as rebel ranger Cara Dune, Carano was terminated from her role as swiftly as her character's peaceful home planet of Alderaan had been destroyed by the Death Star in an earlier Star Wars film. And all this because she dared voice her own opinions on social media platforms and elsewhere and stood up to the online bully mob who demanded her compliance with their extreme progressive ideology. Defendants' wrath over their employees' social media posts also differed depending on sex. Even though the force is female, defendants chose to target a woman while looking the other way when it came to men. While Corrado was fired, defendants took no action against male actors who took equally or more vigorous and controversial positions on social media. But the rule of law still reigns over the defendants' empire, and Corrado has returned to demand that they be held accountable for their bullying, discriminatory, and retaliatory actions. Actions that inflicted not only substantial emotional harm, but millions of dollars in lost income. Not only wants compensation being fired, because obviously she lost out on income from potential action figures and anything she could have done other Star Wars jobs in but she also wants to get rehired for future Mandalorian projects or other future Star Wars projects. Now, I know people have asked, why would she do this if she got fired? Well, I will just throw this out there. We talked about it a bit back in 2021. It seems the people that actually worked with Gina loved her. You know, they liked working with her. Pedro Pascal spoke highly of her, John Favreau and... Dave Filoni, they spoke highly of her. It seems everybody that actually worked with her loved her and did not like that she was canned. The, the people that seemed to have wanted to get her canned were people that weren't working with her. I think that is something worth mentioning here. So if she liked the role, because all things point towards she loved the role, and I think most fans know she was perfect for it, and if everybody liked working with her, why would she not want back in on that? The story goes that she was supposed to head up her own series, Rangers of the New Republic, and that got canned after she got uh, let go or not renewed or whoever you want to put it. I think that's really what it comes down to. It seems if Disney just gave her her old job back, I think for the most part she'd be happy because she liked the role, people liked working with her. The people that weren't working with her obviously probably won't have to work with her. So where's the problem? That's really the only thing I'm going to say as far as taking any side with this. If the people like working with her and she likes working with them, why why keep everybody from that? It seems like it would be a win-win all around. As usual, I welcome feedback. I'm open to correction. Again, you can find us on the interwebs at geekvilleradio.com. You can find us on social media at Geekville Radio. We're on Facebook. We're on Le Twitter, Le X, whatever you want to call it. We're on Instagram, again, at Geekville Radio. You can reply to any of our posts at geekvilleradio.com. 
And you can write us at show at geekwellradio.com or seth at geekwellradio.com. Find us on the podcast format of your choosing. We're all over Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, pretty much wherever you find podcasts, you can find Geekville Radio, you can find us, you can find Examining the Dead, our horror podcast, Examining the Doctor, our Doctor Who podcast, the Lesser Known Geek Hall of Fame, Geekville Radio's Nostalgia Trip, Classic Wrestling Memories, you can find all that at your fingertips wherever you find your podcasts. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a subscribe, let us know what we're doing well, give us a review, let us know what we could do better. I'm always open to feedback. I'm always looking for ways to improve this show. So thanks, everybody, to any feedback. We will be back very soon with episode 346. We're cutting out the power here in the Geekwood Radio studios, and we'll talk to you folks again next time. Geekville Radio is not sponsored or endorsed by any products or services unless specifically stated. The views expressed by the hosts and or guests do not reflect the views of GeekvilleRadio.com, the Wrestling Brethren podcast, family, or any of their affiliates. Some media used in Geekville Radio is the product of their respective copyright holders, all rights reserved.